we were we were dealing with this whole sugya of um, the relationship between between nature and supernature and allowing ourselves to be able to rise up above the the laws of by, by the way it's, it's amazing since i'm giving the zoom share i've actually forgotten what it means to interact with like real people and um it's incredible to see how in real life people are as unanimated <laughs> and spaced out as, as in the world of zoom so yeah it's, it's amazing it's really, no it's, it's incredible it's incredible it's, so good to be back in a, a real life environment. It's good to be shafted again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so we're dealing with this incredibly powerful series of essays written by Rebuchim Leibovich, the great Mashkir Chodomir, and he completely transforms our perspective of nature and supernature. Generally, or the na- nature and miracles, or spiritual pathways and how we need to get there. Intuitively, one thinks of spirituality as something which needs to be removed from the mundane details of the drudgery of day-to-day life. And if you really want to ascend to a spiritual height, you need to find a place which is quiet, contemplative, a distant mountain, perhaps in Tibet, where you can meditate and focus on the depth of the beauty of spiritual ideas. And Rabbi Yerucham says, not only is that not the Torah way, but that is in fact a total destruction and depriving of any access of spiritual connection, which is, which is astounding. But when you think about it, it starts to make sense. In an integrated world, where nature and supernature are not in competition with one another, but simply reflect two different aspects of the way that Hashem interacts. To remove nature, nature meaning everything that's natural, from going to the bathroom, to eating, to cohabitation, to business, to, to relationships, to everything which makes up the, the, the nitty-gritty of our life. Lack of harmony. Um, lack of harmony. Yeah. Um, normally, 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 people may see nature and miracles as being two different things. We say they're the same things. Both of them reflect a manifestation of Hashem, of the divine energy. They just do so in different ways. I'm going to develop this point a little bit more because it's it's an incredibly powerful point when you actually delve into it. Um, But just let's focus on that, that, that Hashem is one. That means that just as much as miracles are the will of Hashem, nature is also the will of, the, of Hashem. So that nature is something separate to Hashem, which means if nature is the will of Hashem, so then you'll find Hashem in nature as much as in supernature. That means you'll find Hashem 
in um, the way, for example, I'll give you an example. Waking up in the morning is the most natural thing you can do. You wake up in the morning. So now, why would I, why would I ascribe waking up in the morning to some kind of function of connecting to Hashem? In other words, in another way, Hashem could have created us to not need sleep. In other words, thinking about the creator and the world where everything's up for grabs in terms of what kind of creation is like to fashion. But he created us with a need for sleep. So now, we always understand that the level of causality is not that because of the world, therefore we do the mitzvahs. Because of the mitzvahs, that's why there's a world. Because, because there's a mitzvah of kibbutz of the aim, that's why I have parents. If there'd be no mitzvah to respect parents, I would not be born from parents. But because there's a mitzvah to respect parents, therefore the design of humanity is such a way that in order for that mitzvah to become a reality, parents need to come into the world and the complexity of their relationship has to become a reality in how we deal with it. So now, in order for us to say the bracha of the kind of shamash and osatabi, we have to have an experience of a life with a neshama and a life without a neshama, which is called the world of sleep. So it's not that because I wake up in the morning, that's why I say the bracha of the kind of shama. It's because I need to have the realization of what being animated by a spiritual force means. Therefore, I have the contrast of the wakeful state and the sleeping state. In other words, sleep is there to teach me a lesson about spirituality. And then I go one step further. And the step further I take is that um, the Birchus Ashacha. Is it natural to be open to, to open my eyes? So I say, I say, the ability for me to perceive sight. Sight is not a natural function. It's a direct injection from Hashem saying, you can see now. So where do I find Hashem? I find Hashem when I open up my eyes in the morning. And then I put on my clothes. It's the most mundane thing I can do. I'm putting on my clothes. I say, You gave me the clothes to wear. So now, it means that those brochas essentially are a pathway into saying, in the stupid daily actions of getting up, standing up from my bed, Stand up from my bed. I go, whoa! Matira Suri. Zoike Kufufi. Roika Oretzalamoy. I get, I get um, from just physical movement, from the different bodily positions, each one gives me insight into a new aspect of, no, there's a creator in the world. And it's not that my hand is moving. Hashem is giving me the power to move my hand. So where do I find Hashem? Here. In this movement, it's called Mati Rasuri. Um, when I do that, so then I, I cherish the mundane day-to-day -day activities as opportunities to uncover within them the presence of the Creator. That's called nature. This is all nature. But all the morning brothers are nature. Opening up my eyes, putting on my clothes, standing up. Walking, sitting on my shoes, sitting on my hat. Those are all nature. It's nature. 
but in nature I find Hashem. And it's the same thing in business dealings. It's not that I look for Hashem to, it's such an important point to, to recognize because people think that um, Hashem manifests in the, in the miraculous aberration to the norm. And therefore, when nothing else is happening, they think, oh, there's, there's, no, there's no real Hashem over here. I have to go and search it. No, you have to find it in the moment that you're in. And this is what relates to like, this whole modern thirst for mindfulness, which is the recognition that the treasure lies in this moment right now. Meaning, there's not, the, the expression of the Zohar is lace also the ponomine. There's no place in the world that's vacant of Hashem. An, an example I gave is, I, gave, I can't remember if I told you guys, but it's such a beautiful example. And it captures a lot of what we're going through in this period about Reb Zusha and Reb Melech. They were stuck in the prison cell. They were stuck in the prison cell. And in the corner of the cell, there was a, a party, a pair where people would, would do, you know, go to the bathroom. So as a result, they couldn't learn and they couldn't dive. So he said, you know, like, what are we going to do? This is so, this is so upsetting. So Rebzusha said, what do you mean? Just like Hashem told us to learn and to daven when the place is clean, He told us not to learn and not to daven when the place is not clean. So now we're doing the mitzvah of not learning and not davening. And that's such a rare mitzvah. How often do you have a mitzvah? And they got so excited, they start to dance. And they put the pail in the middle and they start to dance around it. So the other prisoners didn't know what was going on. They thought it seemed strange. And the warden, uh, the, wa- the, wa- the warden heard about it. So he comes into the, to the cell and says, what's going on? And they say, we didn't know these Jews have gone crazy. They're dancing around this pail. So the warden said, okay. So he took it out. Now we can learn. But the point is, the point is that, that, that that's finding Hashem in the moment. Meaning in the moment. And the moment is whatever it is. But in that moment, as I say, in that moment, in that moment, in that moment, you can find Hashem. In that moment, you can find Hashem. There's no place without Hashem. So what is the difference between nature and supernature? So this is crazy. This is crazy. Abraham says the following thing. The difference between nature and supernature is called Midas Adin and Midas Arachimim. It's like it's an absolute game changer. It's Midas Adin and Midas Arachimim. The nature is called Midas Adin. It's the attribute of judgment. And Lamanim um, Nateva is called Midas Arachimim. It's the attribute of mercy. And it means as follows, that the attribute of justice has no, has no, um, no room for compromise. A classic example, just to bring it down. You know, sometimes when you go traveling, when, when there used to be such a thing in the world as international travel, some of you are old enough to remember. Um, so <laughs> you, you'd need to, you need to weigh in your luggage. And if your luggage is overweight, there's always be the tension of like, how nice is this, is, is, the, is the person behind the till going to be? Are they going to really like kind of penalize you for it? Or are they going to be okay with it? Um, so, 
So you'd go there and you'd hope and you'd hope that I can, the person would say, listen, you know, you're two kilos overweight. And he's like, but you understand, I just, I just, I just coming back and I need the extra weight. And, and they say, okay, forget it, just go on. That's called Mitzarachimim. What's Mitzarachimim? Mitzarachimim is when they change over from a person to a, a weight machine, a scale. And you put your case on the scale and if it's overweight, it just beeps and there's nothing you can do. And you can't negotiate. Mitzarachimim means it's absolutely, there's clear causality and there's no room for compromise. This is going to happen. That's what Mitzarachimim is. So Mitzarachimim is nature. In nature, you never see the rules of nature being reversed. Like all of a sudden, you're halfway down a mountain, you fell off the edge of a cliff, and gravity says, do you know what? Just today, I'm not going to pull. And just start to float, and gently just go down like a feather. Doesn't happen. You know, you never go into the wild and start negotiating with, that, with, with animals and say to a lion, you have no idea. Don't say where I come from. This is so inappropriate for you to eat me. I'm like, I'm a human being, and I'm not, not that, I'm chewy. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't, it do, there's, there's, nature is cause and effect. Because of this, this will happen. So that's called Minasadin. Minasadin means there's no compromise. Can I ask a question? What? Someone say something? No. Someone want to ask a question? Ask away if someone wants to ask a question. Um, okay. Maybe not. So, Midasadin means that the world of nature, in a way, is a much stricter world than the world of supernature. In other words, and in order for us to get to supernature, we have to go to nature first. So we first have to obey the laws of nature, and then we can graduate. And I'll try to explain to you. We started at the end of last year, I tried to explain how that works. But I just wanted to say, because this whole thing of medicine and really highlights what nature is. And it's also nature doesn't only mean nature in terms of the world outside what we call nature. It's also human nature. It's also the nature of business. It's in any system that has a predictable cause and effect, that goes under the category of nature. And in that system, there's no room for compromise. And in order for us to recognize that, it's not like, this is, this is the distinction. The distinction isn't that um, I need to, in other words, in the laws of nature, there's certain laws about, for example, health. That if a person eats foods which are unhealthy, he will become unhealthy. So what happens if he says, yeah, I'm going to eat the foods, but I'm not going to become unhealthy. So he's disobeyed the laws of nature. Who's he disobeying? He's disobeying Hashem. Because Hashem set up the world that way. When a person puts himself in a place of danger, he climbs up a cliff that he could easily, easily fall off. Who's he disobeying? He's disobeying Hashem. Because Hashem said, I gave you the Seichel. And now this is an important thing. How do we come up with laws of nature? The laws of nature are written down. They're extrapolated from experience. And the power of extrapolation is down to our Seichel. So really, the, the conduit of teaching us the laws of nature is our own seichel. So in other words, the word of Hashem in nature is heard through our thinking. The way that we make a decision based on rational analysis of the given situation is the word of Hashem in the world of nature. 
In other words, Hashem gives us nature, gives us His world in nature through giving us the mind and the mental ability to understand the nature of cause and effect. And that becomes the prism through which we see the world. And therefore, the place where we access the will of Hashem in the observable universe is called our seichel. And the seichel teaches us what Hashem wants in the visible experiential world. And that's the most basic level of Hashem communicating to us. So the first place Hashem communicates His will is through us understanding and analyzing a situation and acting in a rational fashion. I'll give an example to this. The Gemara says that if there's a box filled with a virus, theft is the first one to come to the fore. It's the most, it's the most severe. And Rabbi Yerucham explains the reason is because not stealing is a logical commandment. And the logical commandment is way more severe than a super logical commandment. Meaning, not putting linen and woolen together, I would never, with all my machinations on my mind, I would never reach that conclusion. Completely super rational. But not stealing is a rational commandment. And therefore, I'm way more bound by that because that's who I am and that's the way I function in the world. And therefore, not doing that is way more severe than something which is completely out of my ballpark and is based on your winner. Game changer. Game changer. It means that the first God we have to listen to is the God we see manifest in life through the rules of nature, which requires the prism of a well-reasoned mind to get to understand. And it means that not thinking is not only intellectual laziness, but it's a total evasion of recognizing what Hashem wants from you in this moment. And that we first have to realize what Hashem wants in the moment through our reasoning process. And then eventually we can graduate to the supernatural, which is called Midas Arachamim. Is that clear? Is that clear? Well, can I ask something? Ask away. There must be a lot of middle ground here. To say that, to say that uh, in the world of nature, it's just completely dim seems inaccurate as well because Sometimes Hashem can help you pass an exam that technically you probably should have failed the amount that you learned. And he can help you out in certain ways without breaking the laws of nature and hide his nesting. Even the Gemara says that when, you, when you're going to count your grain, you're allowed to daven that there should be more grain. And daven for miracle when you don't know it's a miracle. There's different levels there. You can't just say that it's, it's only din and it's only rachamim. Even in nature, Hashem can give you rachamim. And help you out and bend the rules slightly, even even though it's not completely out of the realm of nature. It seems like a fluke or lucky, or those kind of things. Okay, so, so, so you're right. What we're discussing now, we're discussing we're discussing the pure attributes of nature and the pure attributes of above nature, uh, the pure okay. attributes of din and the pure attributes of, of rachman. Now, when you get to the applications, it's going to get interesting. And when we get to the finer details of, of whenever, the, and, and it's very important that we have these two things well defined, because what you're discussing 
would already board on to Midas Arachman. So let's say, for example, yes, elevation. The, the law of danger, the, sorry, the law of nature will say, if you learn for the exam and you have the information in your head and you have the capability of answering it, then you will pass the exam. If you don't, then you won't. So what happens? You don't learn for the exam. And then you get an exam where the little learning you did is the only topic that's covered in the, in, in the exam and you land up doing exceptionally well. So how do you see that? Is that Midas Arachimim? Is that Midas Adin? So that's clearly Midas Arachimim. But why would you need that? So the starting point is that what we want to do is we want to work within the world of Midas Adin to the nth degree. What about Midas Arachimim? So then we have to figure out where is Midas Arachimim coming? Why does it come in? And how much does it need to be? But until we understand fully the ramifications of what Midas Adin, living in the world of now, Nature means, and that's also a revelation of Hashem's world. We can't begin to understand what Mitzrayim is all about. Okay, just I'm saying that you don't have to become a super prophet in order to experience miracles. There's different levels of elevating towards Rachamim. The more 100%. you strengthen, your, the more. One hundred percent. I'm not suggesting by any means that we only live in a world of of Midas Adin, only live in a world of nature. I think every single person lives straight up between those two worlds. But the question is, to what degree and under what circumstances? Okay, sure. Do you have an obligation to try to see it as Midas Hadin first and according to nature? Like, is that when, you, when, when an event happens, is that the way you should approach it? Say that, say that again. Um, uh, when, <laughs> when an event happens to the cause of effect and you're trying to understand what was going on there, are you meant to try to understand it according to Midas according to cause and effects first, and if need be, go say it to Midas Harachmim and beyond nature? Or you try to say it to beyond, like what? what Excellent. Excellent question. Excellent question. So, um, the, the, the starting point is always understanding things according to the laws of nature, Midas because, and, and that's why it's so important to emphasize this, that where do we begin? Default is always nature. You need a license to override the simple understanding of the world. The simple way the world works is Nashem's veiled fashion, which is called the laws of nature. Um, I don't think there's any more air coming from there. Okay? The, 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 Hashem wants the world to run into nature, right? I'll give you an example. There was a, a story, I think it's a Gemara in Shabbos, I'm not sure, where a man, it was a time of famine, and I think a man had, had, had a baby, him and his wife, and um, she died, she couldn't nurse a child. So he, he grew breasts and he nursed, nursed a child. And one of Mara says, how amazing is this? Another Mara says, how disdainful is this? Because he's broken the laws of nature. In other words, breaking the laws of nature is always an aberration. You don't want it to happen. You want to work, just like Midas Arachamim is like a kind of a, a discount and you can't do it properly. Midas Adin is the expectation. Midas Arachamim is, oh, you, could, you, you didn't manage to do, do it? Okay, well, we'll try. In other words, ideally you want to work in Midas Adin. This means you, you're earning your keep. So now when something happens, you immediately assume that it's a natural cause. If it's impossible, 
to explain it based on natural causes. So then you have the license to say, do you know what? I see over here there was something and then you can understand it. But until you understand that life should be functioning at a basic level, so then you don't, you, don't have a, you don't have a lens to perceive the world. Right. Yeah. Isn't everything just a miracle that, that nature is happening? It's levels, levels. One's called Midas where there's a predictable cause and effect. And the other one is Midas Rashi. A miracle means that, that we can override the predictability of causality. Right? But in order to do that, it requires an intimate relationship with Hashem, which kind of, we'll see, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how we build. It doesn't, doesn't um, like a desire for comfort because you want to say Hashem is rushing to protect you, that's more comfortable. So aren't we more compelled to do that? And then wouldn't that make us feel a closer relationship with Hashem, which is the goal? So why wouldn't you like look at it to try to see how it shouldn't have worked out that way, but did only because Hashem had mercy on me because he cares about me. I only made the flight because Hashem had rushed on me because he loves me and cares about me. It depends if, if you did or you didn't. Meaning like this, you went to a flight, you got there on time, there was no holders at the airport, you got into the plane, so then it's then Mizrahim, that's just, that's Mizrahim, everything worked out. You, you got to the plane late, you shouldn't have got onto the plane, but you were like whisked forward and just can't believe we landed on the plane. That's Mizrahim. You have to know what is Mizrahim, what's Mizrahim. Confuse it to so then you don't feel close to Hashem by trying to attribute it to Mesorachman because we feel a personal care. He did this for me. Whereas, cause and effect, it's like, okay, this is how things work, and I just went according to how things work. Great question. Okay, we're going to leave off with that question. We're going to leave off with that question. That's a great question. Leave with that question. In other words, doesn't this whole perception of nature, this lens of seeing nature as just unbreakable causality, create a deep distance? Between me and Hashem, because it means that basically it's, it's, well, the words of the words of Rabbi it's It's not a direct relationship. It's very, it's very kind of. So, are we there to like live with Hashem in every moment? What does it mean? Excellent point. Excellent point. Um, okay, so guys, we're going to we're going to call it uh, a day here, and. Um, I want to thank you for, for your attendance. I don't know for guys who are joining us online if that's if this is working. Um, if it is, I'll try and leave. Yeah, it's good. Okay, great. So we'll, 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 tr- we'll try we'll try to do this um, tomorrow as well. Thanks, Rob. Uh, thank have a great day and uh, stay safe. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Rob.